What's up? It's your boy Sly Cooper. We're here today with our first uh, Foundation podcast. I have with me today Goodies. Say hello. Hey, how's it going? And I have uh, the king over here, False King. You sounded way too nervous when we started this, and that went way too smooth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Intros aside, <laughs> we are part of the foundation, you know, uh, Goodies and I being on the O3 Council at the moment, and uh, False King being the owner. And we're here today to discuss, I think it was uh, some sort of cybersecurity kind of stuff. I know Goodies had a, uh, he had mentioned a story that really got us into this topic. So it'd be interesting. I don't know if, should we uh, talk about the story real quick that got us kind of thinking about stuff, or should we? Maybe have goodies tell the story again. I don't know. <laughs> kind of lost that moment. Yeah, for sure. Was it was it the uh, the target one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, privacy. It was more about privacy, like privacy laws. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So at least we now show that this wasn't studied in like properly. Like <laughs> this is actually like a natural flowing conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'll do a couple yeah, edits. So just to. No. For sure. For sure. <laughs> just to recap the story, there was a young lady about sixteen years old who was shopping at Target. Um, and her living at home and her, her dad started seeing the mail uh, coming in from from Target that was advertising things like diapers and what uh, baby formula and, and sort of you know these these products and he was very livid and he went into the store to scream at the manager basically telling him you should not be advertising essentially sex to my daughter you should be encouraging her to have sex or if she's way too young and then sure enough a couple weeks later he he had come back and made an apology saying turns out she's pregnant um, they had tracked her buying patterns in products that she was purchasing and was doing just some basic correlation to what other people purchase and pregnant people purchase those items so they had sort of accidentally found out that she was pregnant before her own parents even knew um, which yeah lends into the uh, privacy and and really the, the metadata about ourselves that's being tracked and, and correlated, uh, really just to mostly for advertising, but I'm sure other nefarious purposes. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not. I, I'm kind of surprised knowing parents that they didn't blame Target for getting her pregnant. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, there was like a, I don't know if you guys ever saw the documentary on uh, the Trump election when it came to this kind of topic too, with Facebook and uh, analytics and stuff. They actually. Mm. Um, they had hired like a certain group of people to get a lar large amount of data on, um, you know, search patterns and things like that. And they were really able to pinpoint uh, and, and, and shove certain rhetorics down people's throats uh, in Facebook and stuff to really help out uh, the election process in, in their favor. It was pretty interesting. I forget what it's called, but um, yeah, this kind of stuff's a little scary, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to sound like a uh, super freaked out kind of guy when it comes to technology and stuff but i i'm very uncomfortable with the idea of uh companies being able to to track all of your data in this kind of way and and really do what they want with it you know but i also think that it's like it's the it's due to the consumers i mean we want some kind of at least most of us want some kind of easiness when we order something like we actually want to see products that we want to order get and, and as a collective we just care less and less about privacy and uh, like I can say that I care all about privacy but 
I have like three Google Homes in my home, you know, and I like the easiness too. Like I gladly sacrifice, it might be a bad thing, a bit of my privacy for that easy going. And I swore to companies that they will do it safely and fine, even though you somewhere know that's not true. Like you know they're going to abuse it, but still you're telling to yourself like, eh, they might not. Yeah, I mean, it's, it kind of reminds me of the meme, you know, like uh, 1980, you know, I, watch out, the government might be wiretapping the phone and in modern times. Hey, wiretap, play me. Yeah, I was, I had this, hmm? Oh, no, sorry, let's go. Well, I, I had this, uh, this idea and I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm an idiot, so I, I'm probably wrong about this, but I feel like there's some sketchiness when it comes to like, I was, uh, I mentioned before, um, with the ability to collect data and stuff, and especially things like 23andMe and, and certain, uh, when it comes to like DNA testing and stuff, they can really find a lot of um, information about people as far as like uh, what kind of health risks they might have in the future. And would it be scary if those companies were able to sell that information to like, say, um, <clears throat> uh, insurance uh, companies, you know, like for health insurance and stuff like that? And, and what could be the danger of that? At least in America, um, there is a, there was an act passed called GINA, G-I-N-A, and it's the Genetic Information Non-Discriminatory Act, um, and essentially it, it prevents just that, that, that uh, based on genetic information that insurance companies can't uh, hike up prices and, and things of that nature, um, just based on, on, you know, genetic information that's been acquired, but that says nothing about advertisers and and who knows the research i imagine a decade or so from now that that people are currently everyone and their mother is sending in their saliva samples or whatever and so now they're getting this sort of unprecedented amount of of diverse human genetics just voluntarily and what type of data correlation are they going to be able to do to determine uh, you know maladies or or any type of whatever it whatever it may be diagnoses in the future um and will they be able to use that for advertising purposes more well, than likely more than likely i i actually find this very interesting uh topic because i saw a documentary about it a while ago and um my first reaction if i hadn't seen the documentary yet would be like it's it's your choice to submit that data mm -hmm. um like if you willingly give your dna um you know the terms of service like if you don't read that when giving off your dna it's on you that 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 would be my first response but what i forgot to calculate in that is that when you give your dna you also give the dna from a big part of your family yeah so you might involuntarily give away your dna that's also the dna of other people in your family who had no say in it and that really makes it like is it your choice because it's your DNA, or isn't it your choice because it's also part of a bigger, it's also the really personal data, well, data between air quotes, of someone else. Yeah, and I mean, like, it seems like a gray area that's very difficult to legislate, and <clears throat> what scares me the most is, like, could companies, uh, like, insure, like, uh, health insurance companies hike prices up on people because you know if like you're a smoker right you would sign check mark the smoking section and they're going to charge you more on your premium or whatever mm -hmm. uh, because you're a smoker you know you have certain health risks associated with that well if you're they're they're purchasing DNA 
uh, information from other people, they could know wh whether or not I have a predisposition for a lot of stuff, you know, that, that puts me in a certain percentile. Uh, those kind of DNA websites will show you what, what kind of uh, genes or whatever you have that leave you predisposed to certain conditions. They could easily, like, start hiking up prices on you in ways that we wouldn't have normally expected them to. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it becomes to a level of, like, breach of privacy in my mind where it's like, they could theoretically know a lot about you that you don't even know about yourself. You know, it's like, this is some body privacy stuff going on here. It's pretty freaky to me. But I think that, that we can actually, you can solve that, that part with legislation. Like in my mind, yeah. the, when you actually need to buy it, there's already something wrong. Like if you need to buy such data about a person, there's, you're not going to do that for any good reasons. You're only going to do that to make profits of it. But so will they legislate all, that? Like, Will people even I... care enough? Like, what, what what happened with the whole Snowden thing? Like, uh, Snowden came out with a bunch of stuff about how the NSA was was secretly listening to all the shit we had to say. And how popular was that information? Well, it was like a big crazy thing for like a couple weeks, and then people went on to memes, and that was it. Like, you know what I mean? Now Snowden's like hiding out in other countries and shit, and and people say free him, but most people don't even give a fuck any. Like, nobody's fighting to stop the NSA from you know like watching us anymore. Nobody. There's, you, you don't hear about it in the news or anything. It's still a thing today. You know, like it never changed. You know, like, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they're like still using <laughs> Prism. Like the, the, the whole thing that got into controversy that they're still using it. Like, yeah, just wait a few weeks. It will die out again and we can still keep on using it. Yeah, like uh, we, we don't know what's going on in those kinds of situations. Most people don't care enough. So like I'm not very confident in the human population to get laws put into place to stop like health insurance companies from being able to utilize this information in really negative ways you know it'd really be dangerous for the poor especially who can't already afford health insurance in america like in europe it's a little different you guys have a lot more universal health care and stuff i believe but um in america yeah but I, yeah. I don't really think that it has to do with universal health care in this case i mean um this is this is one of those things that that is really uh, depending on how you implement it because you can also look at it this way like if you for example um enforce that once they get the data and they see that you have a predisposition for any disease that they are required to report it to you and not to any healthcare service or something but like hey we've noticed this get this prop maybe you need to get this checked out because you have a predisposition for this disease that might be actually beneficial for both poor people, healthy people, non-healthy people for everyone, because you can preemptively yeah. get certain things checked. But it really depends on how you're going to use the data, what legislation you're putting in place, and how we're going to handle it. I don't have... So I think that both can happen. <laughs> like, I, for one, the thing you're talking about does happen already, at least. Like, um, when you do something like submit your data to, to 23andMe, they will give you all these predisposition, uh, and for all this that information. Um, but I don't have a lot of faith in, in, in companies and to, to not eventually realize that, you know, like insurance companies would, could make a lot of money if they bought mm -hmm. that information. You know what I mean? They can make a huge amount of money. They could avoid certain health policies, certain people where they otherwise wouldn't have. Um, if that ever becomes a thing, it's really scary to me. Um, and you'd have to have faith that we'd eventually legislate out of that or find a workaround for it. Uh, it, I don't know. I, 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 I'm a kind of pessimistic when it comes to this. I don't think most people read the terms yeah. of service, you know, <laughs> like, 
No, absolutely not. I, I mean, yeah, and I, and I might have misspoke. I, I don't know that the the GINA prevents insurance companies from raising prices, but I do know that it's it you can't essentially deny someone coverage based on their genetic information. And same goes for employment. So it, that's good, at least. Uh, yeah, that was useful yeah. information to know. I didn't know that before. At least they can't deny you, but that's different than saying they can't charge you extra. You know, yeah, like, yeah, and I and I don't know enough <laughs> about that, but I think at least from a from a cybersecurity perspective, is that this data is not just entrusted, you know, to the entrusted to the companies is not impenetrable or or it's not uh, impossible to get that information leaked and gotten into the wrong hands. It happens all the time, and so a lot of these data privacy laws and in Europe you have the GDPR and uh, there's all different kinds of ones in America that protect different aspects of. Of data, whether it's financial information or personal information or health information, and all this, um, the, the, there's typically just a fine that's associated with a breach in in this type of of uh, mishandling of, of information. Whether you're uh, found to not be protecting it in proper ways or it gets leaked, um, it, it's basically just a fine. And and huge corporations, Google, Facebook, you know, all those guys have been sued under these laws many, many times to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions at this point. And, it, you know, it's essentially a drop in the bucket for, for them. Yeah. Um, so it, it really depends on, you know, <clears throat> how, how, how can we actually enforce this to a, a point where uh, it's it's not just like a slap on the wrist for, for a massive corporation who harbors untold amounts of data on individual yeah and untold um, amounts of wealth like yeah. that's really hard yeah. to not right, like right. what are you gonna do to not slap them on the wrist you have to like put them in prison or something you know what i mean like because suing mm -hmm. is just not a big deal to a lot of these companies and you gotta remember too guys like this isn't just dna specifically this is also purchasing patterns for instance insurance companies are interested in the fact that you're buying a lot of uh your diet uh you know like if you're shopping mm -hmm. online is way huge like way bigger now if you're buying a lot of things that have uh, known carcinogens or like very unhealthy dietary habits, they know about that. That's information they could use as well to maybe charge you more for health insurance and things like that. It's, you know, like the the, 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 the the combination of knowing somebody's DNA and also knowing their purchasing patterns is like huge to me. It's, it's crazy. But if, if ever insurance companies um, are going to get data of you outside of what you have approved, then there's something completely wrong. I mean, that would be a point of no return in my opinion. If actual healthcare providers, like they have to make sure that you can get your health or go to buy your data to check what you're doing, buying, whatever, then there is something massively broke. Well, yes. We should not even ever get to that point. Like that, that would be dystopic oh, to we, the max. We totally could get to that point, in my opinion. Especially because when you say something like data that you haven't approved, a lot of these choices, as far as like approval, are much more of like Hobson's choices than they are just regular choices. I don't know. If it, it, Hobson's choice is basically a take it or leave it kind of choice, right? Like when it comes to like, for instance, California right now in the U.S. is the only state that I know of where you can actually. To like recommend or whatever, you could opt out of them gathering data, right? But for a lot of companies and a lot of other places, like like, like Google, you know, like what are you going to stop using Google? You're going to stop buying from Amazon. You're going to stop all of these 
things that are like hugely accessible sure i guess you can go walk to the store and stuff but it's very 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 difficult nowadays to live a regular life while avoiding companies taking analytic information from you like they're, they're going you're going right, to get right. that to happen and there's no yeah. way to opt I mean, out of that you, i know well you can i mean you can use google without being tracked uh, you can use YouTube, you can use any service that you actually require to live normally. I mean, the only thing you might not can do is like go on social media, but Maybe purchase that's not a, VPN. a requirement. You'd have to purchase a VPN, I suppose, right? Like, uh, would that be the major well, way I'm, of... Well, they, they can maybe get your IP address or something, yeah, but... Uh, I mean, even for that, there are solutions. I mean, you can use Tor Browser. I mean, Oprah has a free built-in VPN and stuff like that. So, there is solutions, so... It's you're, it's a it's a choice we're making um, as uh, a collective, as people to not care about it. Philosophically, this gets very difficult because to say you can means multiple things, right? Like saying that. How do I put this? Um, we have to basically write off a certain percentage of our population who are more on the side of unable to. Um, so like, for instance, the older generations, uh, people that aren't very tech savvy, um, who are going to need healthcare more than anybody. Uh, <clears throat> people that are much more not, they, they don't have necessarily great capacities for gathering information, getting the right kind of information to even know this kind of stuff and know that they should be protecting their information online um and especially when companies already are gathering your information so that they can shove certain information down your throat and avoid other information i mean it gets to a certain point where it's like how many people really can protect themselves online you know like i well, don't think it's a super large percentage it's that the, the less part is a generational issue i mean to say it very harshly that that's an issue that's going to sol solve itself within the next coming decades uh Perhaps. generation that that doesn't know that or has no clue about it or is properly not that able to learn about it is going to die out to say it harshly um it's up to us the joint generations to actually take up the interest but people just don't care and that, that's the whole thing they don't care um but if you do care you aren't limited you you can still use Anything you want, you can still have email. I mean, you can go for proton mail as long as you're not properly doing anything really illegal or something. There is a lot of things to actually protect your privacy, but if you don't care about it, you should not have to care about privacy. But here comes to the point where we're going to damn a certain percent of the population to what I think would be a cruel and unusual punishment based on their abilities, which aren't, which is out of their control. <clears throat> what I mean by that is there are <clears throat> like um, there's a certain percentage of the population that's not they, just, they, 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 they can't connect the long term consequences of these kinds of things and, and, and take them at, at value. You know what I mean? So like <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of people out there that don't protect themselves online, even if they have the information available, just because they don't understand the ramifications long term. And are we willing to allow right. those people to have that cruel and unusual punishment of dealing with these health uh, insurance issues in the future and other problems just because they're, for lack of a better term, on the dumber side? 
You know, like I, I don't know if that's necessarily fair. I, I, well, I, then, then in that case, we're still living in a democracy. So probably, if they're they're going to do things like that, people are still if if they're going to get hurt, they'll rise. You know, they they'll force their opinions, and uh, nobody's probably going to get behind companies to for their own profits to. Um, by data, I mean the, the leftists are not going to agree with that. The rightists are not going to agree with that. Nobody is going to agree with. All right, we're going to make rich companies more richer by buying our private data. Um, so there can eventually become legislation about it if people care. And if we, if the majority doesn't care, then what is for them the actual issue? I mean, if they don't care about their prices being raised, if even if it happens. Yeah, as long as yeah. it doesn't negatively impact the people who do care about it. That's the thing. There's no, there's really no way to enforce any kind of unilateral legislation, at least not right now. Uh, every country, or, or you know, there are different ones that affect multiple countries. Uh, uh, there's one that governs the majority of Asia. There's the GDPR, which is the entire European Union. Um, there are two states, actually. Uh, well. There honestly might be more that have stringent privacy laws, but California has had one for quite a while. But this year, Virginia came. Oh out yeah. So Virginia has, has the uh, the Virginia Consumer Online uh, Privacy Protection Act. Um, okay. So, the, but but even still, even still, you know, forty eight to go, um, or or whatever. I, I don't know that there aren't any others that exist. I assume that there that there are. Maybe they're just not quite as stringent. But yeah, the Virginia one I've I've heard is very stringent. Um, but yeah, even multinational corporations like Google are going to have data that uh, affects very, you know, their their laws are applied very differently whether the server is in Europe versus whether the server is in California. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of it will, you know, apply to like the California one applies to all California residents, even if you're outside the state at the time. Mm -hmm. um, it still applies if you're a California resident. So there's, you know, it has to. A lot of changes were, were put in place just simply for that. But who's to say that, you know, things are being enforced 100% properly? What are the chances of that? I think very small. At least with the GDPR, you have uh, one of the central things to it. I mean, most central is consent. But, of course, clicking I agree on the terms of service is, is enough consent. But you also have the right to be forgotten, which I don't know is a right that is in the, the majority of the U.S. at the time. Um, but you can you can opt sort of opt out and say I want you to delete any information you have on me now, um, and they more or less have to comply. Now whether that data gets leaked beforehand, if it gets compromised and other people are still able to acquire it, again fines get involved. Um, but at least that is you know there is legislation to to that extent. Well, um, also, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty. I'm true. I'm interested in that because I'm wondering could a company, for instance, gather data. Um, send that data through a, another company that it also owns, but it's a separate company, a separate entity entirely. And then if you decide to opt out and want them to delete your data, they legally are obliged to, but only for that company. Well, they can still hold that data on a separate company without deleting well, it. Well, I can answer this from my experience with these little GDPR. Like when the GDPR was introduced here, like I, I worked for quite a big company at the time and they were taking it very seriously. Uh, as in, like, 
I was one of the persons who had to work on the systems to get all those loss compliant things working, like making the systems to delete, like the need right to be forgotten, having those systems in place so we can actually delete all the data. And it was actually truly deleted. So uh, there was a lot of stress on, hey, guys, we have to comply with this because this is serious, being taken serious by the government. So uh, from my perspective, if a government is serious about it and they're showing like, hey, we put heavy fines on it. We fuck this up. We're coming for you. Um, then it works properly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And companies yeah, I... do actually delete it. Like, I mean, I think even a Google isn't to risk uh, with any weird structure um, with such big loss that could really fuck them up. Hmm. Why would you risk it as a company? Fair. Yeah. And, and that's sort of a big aspect is you can't necessarily transfer ownership of of data. Uh, the person who the data is about is ultimately the, the data owner. And then you have data custodians, which are the people that sort of carry the data um, and can use it for whatever purposes they, they deem fit. But the, the data owner is still the person who, who has it. It's a lot like um, risk for, you know, think about car insurance or, or any really type of insurance. You can mitigate the risk by sort of purchasing uh, insurance or, or you know, some kind of uh, procedure or policy to lower your risk, but you can't really uh, completely eliminate it. You can't transfer it to another person and just say, you know, if I get an accident, it's, I have no fault. I have no, uh, there's, there's, you know, I have nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, it, it's a lot like that. Oh, that's interesting. It, if anything, this does <clears throat> prove that, uh, like, I know that you're a little bit cynical about it, but legislation and, properly working on it does actually work. So democracy in this part and the legislation does work because for example, those two states, they are for it. It, it was implemented, it's going slowly and it should be going much faster, but there are people who do care and who are working on getting it changed. So it, 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 it gives a positive outlook. Yeah, I have a problem with being slightly pessimistic when it comes to certain things, especially things like this, mostly because I, <clears throat> taking a lot of value and i don't mean to say this in like a big-headed way i really hate to be big-headed about this but i recognize that there is a lot a, a good percentage of the population that are much more not even dumb but just simple-minded they're not interested in this kind of conversation they're not interested in learning about the risks of uh companies being able to take information from you they just see it as like oh cool i get advertisements that are in my favor and that's fine whatever they want to live their lives you know they want to eat food they want to go shit laugh and sleep you know and and that's really it you know and those people i have kind of like a care for you know like I, I i want to make sure that they're not getting fucked over at the end of the day because in truth i could probably end up protecting myself just fine but they might not be able to you know that, that, that might be a bit misplaced because they they might actually really do don't care and are happy like they are so no but um... they they will care about the consequences they just don't realize the the con they don't care about knowing yeah, but you it, assume it's that like um you, you're, that's an assumption like oh it's an easy assumption as far I mean, as they, like... they can be very happy and like, for example, even if their healthcare gets raised or something, they can still be very happy and don't give a shit about that. So, um, no person... I get what you mean. I, I really get what you mean. Like, I have the same feeling, but uh, one thing I know is that things have to get worse before they get better. I don't... And eventually, if you hurt enough people, then it will be fixed. I hope so. I really, I really hope so. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm being paranoid. Like, I don't think that this is like a big 
super serious. You know, like this is just a thought in my head that I'm worried about um, more than I think it's like an inevitability. I'm not claiming that it's an inevitability, but I don't think that there's any person out there that's going through financial difficulties, at least, especially in America, um, that won't care about having their insurance raised in the future because it's an expectation to have a certain level of, um, you know, I mean, it's different than like when I, when I choose to smoke, I'm saying that I don't care about the long-term ramifications, but the ramifications are obvious and in my face. Like I know what the possibilities are down the future. There's no hiding that, right? We have fucking labels all over the place in Canada. They, they show a fucking heart on the fucking pack. Oh yeah, know? we have the same. Yeah, like uh it oh, America's the only one that doesn't do that. But they still have warnings <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> they still have warnings all yeah, over the right. place. <laughs> America labels them and they look all cool and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but um when it comes to things like buying stuff online and having companies use that data to help with your advertisements, it's not very apparent that down the line this could give them higher insurance costs, which nobody who has uh, monetary issues wants. And it's very cruel to have that be the outcome just because, hey, you should have cared. Sorry. Like, you know, like, right, right. So that, that's all I'm uh, yeah. concerned about, you know. But on the flip side of that, if, you know, as far as legislation goes, having it like from the perspective of, well, you know, the government knows what's best for you or, or you know, that's obviously a very dangerous route to go down. So even even if we did have legislation to that extent, to both of your points, it's like you know, yeah, we are. It is. It does suck to to be sort of ignorant about a topic like this, and yeah, all of a sudden your your insurance rates increase, and oh yeah, you should have cared. But at the same time, what if the opposite happens? And you know, uh, not quite sure where I'm going with this, but I get but, where you're you going know, with this. The say, government to say like you know we we knew that this was going to happen. So we just imposed these laws preemptively or whatever the case is, because we know what's better for you. There's also benefits to, to this kind of thing is uh, obviously in, insurance rates, I would not consider a benefit, but targeted advertising, plenty of people uh, get products and things that are legitimately beneficial and they see these through their past purchase history or, or whatever it is. Um, and they might enjoy that aspect of, of, uh, I'd be cool with you know, keeping this, all that. Yeah, like there. Yeah, uh, I I do have to say that on this part, I might even be more cynical than Sly because <laughs> if if it can be abused or used for something worse, that's what it will be used for. It will not be used for. Anything. That's what I'm I worried mean, about. We yeah. were able to split the atom. We we were able <laughs> to get the most most given energy source out there. What we're going to do is make fucking bombs. I love it. I love it. Times. I mean, so yeah. If mm. if they're going to abuse it, I'm not going to wonder that. It, those preemptive laws should be there. Like we are not yes. going to handle that well properly as society. We're going to fuck that up. We're going to <laughs> fuck it up fast. Cat's Cradle. There's a book by Kurt Vonnegut called Cat's Cradle that talks about this specific thing because Kurt Vonnegut was also interested in science when he was younger and stuff. And he he noticed that there the the scariest thing about being a scientist is that any time you discover something, the first question the government asks is how can we weaponize it. And so that, that is a very true thing that we see over time is like any time that you have these like technological revolutions or scientific uh, re revelations, um, the government will try to weaponize these things in some sort of way. Or, you know, on a lighter note, you know, companies will try to weaponize them in other ways. You know, like it's not always the government literally bombing people. It might be 
insurance companies raising prices to make more money, you know? So it, it is a scary thought. Like, I, I definitely think that if there is a possible consequence for bad in, the, in cases when it comes to, like, especially capitalism, that bad will probably happen a lot of the time, you know, until somebody catches uh, them. You know, you know, as long as we don't get health insurance as weaponizing stuff, then <laughs> we're might not that far off. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's a scary thought. It really is. I had one more thought, but I seem to have lost it. Goody said something. Damn. Hmm. You say uh, something interesting, Goody. <laughs> <laughs> This is we we talk about way too much subjects oh. at the same time. Yeah. Like you're Just... losing like track of right. Oh yeah, I want to say this too, and then you're going to, to back like three fourths different conversations back into yeah. the tree. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so hard to keep up with, with the brain sometimes. But um, yeah, I do think uh, I, I agree that it's it, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to this stuff. There's a lot of good that can come from these kinds of analytics. Oh right, my my other question was. If we do deem that there may be some long-term ramifications, right? Like, uh, <clears throat> like if the insurance company thing starts happening, or other, <clears throat> sorry, if other problems start happening in the future when it comes to these kind of analytics, how do you figure this out when it comes to my minors? Because the idea behind minors and consent and certain things like that and them not being allowed to do certain things is because their prefrontal cortex is not fully developed yet. What that means is that they do not have the ability to uh, consider long-term ramifications like a, 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 a fully grown person would, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. At, at least in the U.S., there is the COPPA Act, which is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, um, which affects children 12 and under. So th there is at least some some of that but you know how do you even find yeah, out I mean, if they're 12 and under this, though man you know like they could easily this, lie this, on the you know like that's tough to figure this out you can't drink at 13 because, man like what the fuck <laughs> but this is such an interesting paradox because basically the only way you can stop it is like having legislation for it and to actually check it and, and you, how can you check it? Like if their privacy is Chinese, yeah, yeah, and like the government is going to watch through you know face cam if you're a child or not. Like who's doing this? So yeah, this that's is interesting. Not that's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, in order to protect the privacy of young people, you'd have to really have to breach their privacy in a much yeah stronger <laughs> way. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So yeah. I, I don't think that that that. Stuff like that is solely with the parents, uh, or at least the, the, the persons, the people raising the child. Mm -hmm. They should be responsible. Like, and I do think that um, this is like a, maybe a very leftist idea or something, but that uh, people who are getting a new child, they should receive some kind of government advice. Like, hey, you're getting a child. How to protect his online privacy? How do parental controls work? Like, I mean, there are so much good parental controls on the current. Uh, you can basically. Yeah properly block anything and, it, and even if your kid is able to uh, circumvent all the protections set in place then he should be able to and probably find a job in security like if you're able to yeah but that's just that's oh, good don't forget though don't forget though we did have a con i don't know if it's going to be in this podcast but we did have a conversation dealing with drugs before and about how difficult it is to have restrictions on your children because then they end up doing worse mm -hmm. shit Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last thing you want is, uh, you know, blocking pornography or something at your house, and then all of a sudden they download Tor, 
and find a whole different world. A whole different world, substantially right? Substantially worse. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just to... where they're going outside your supervision, going to friends' houses and stuff right. to look things up, and they're in a whole another world now, somewhere else where you can't even watch over them. You know, what I mean, there's the idea of like. As a parent, it might not be a bad idea when your kid turns 15 or 16 or so um, to allow them to drink reasonably within the household, you know, and, and maybe, you know, just so that you could watch over them while they do it instead of having them sneak out of the house without you knowing and getting drunk and fucking end up in the hospital or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was this guy. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, <laughs> privacy is really comparable with sex. So uh, <laughs> it's the same way, like, you can choose to put on a condom and have no clue of the record. Sorry, my English is not so good anymore. Okay. Uh, like the ramifications, ramifications. That's the, thank you. Uh, the ramifications of having sex without a condom. Like you know it, but it's your choice. Uh, you can put it on and prevent those ramifications or not. The same is with this situation. Like you teach children from probably young age, like, hey, you're probably going to have sex. I hope it for you. Um, if you do it, do it safe. Sex is basically privacy. <laughs> like you just need to teach people how to handle with it from a young age and how to enjoy it oh i highly agree <laughs> i mean i i actually like this comparison because like one of the biggest things for me and one of the reasons why i want to become an educator in the future is because i think that and frankly i wouldn't be able to change the world with this but hopefully some people um in america especially we do not educate on the correct things like we teach people how to do math and science and stuff and that's all great i don't want to get rid of any of that but Kids got to know things like, for instance, in America, about gun safety in high school. Teach about that. You know what I mean? Uh, drugs, but in the proper way. Not just like drugs are bad, don't do them. Here's all the bad things that happen. Teach oh. them what the drugs do. Teach them safe, like how they can be done safely, how they cannot be done safely. They're, they're, they're either going to do them or they're not, man. You're not going to convince them that drugs like heroin's great because you could do it safely. Like that's not going to change their mind on it. You know what I mean? Like, and oh, things like privacy. Man. You know, privacy is a great I, thing to teach kids. Yeah. You know, like education. I had an awesome health teacher that that discussed drugs in a much more lax tone, um, and it was definitely not part of the curriculum. But he talked a lot about, uh, yeah, about the risks. You'll and, save more lives sort of... that way. You'll save more lives mm -hmm. that way because if a kid is educated on how, how like, what he can handle, what he can't handle, what are the signs of bad drugs, you know, like uh, like like mixed drugs, you know, like um, laced or whatever, all these things, mm -hmm. you're not going to convince – if the kid ends up doing the drugs, it's because he was going to do them anyway 99% of the time. But he might save his life, you know, like he might not overdose, you know, he might know, oh, wait, you know, like this is how this drug works with my brain. This is how these things work. I'm not going to go too overboard with this, right? Like, I wish I was more educated with drugs. I snorted the fuck out of a bunch of uh, fentanyl once when I was younger. And you know, before I knew what fentanyl was, <laughs> I could have easily died. You know, like... Uh, the, I, right. Yeah, like, this just, is also, I was uneducated. This is a really interesting subject. Because this, this makes me think straight of the economics class, or at least here in the Netherlands. Like, we get teached economics, but not in, like, how do you properly do your finances? How do you do your taxes? Uh, those things too. The, the, yeah, yeah the, the really important things that you need, what, what have to do with economics that actually matter to you later in your life. No, we're getting for 80%, it's teachings about stuff that calculations I've never used ever again since I've been out of the class, unless I pursued a career in banking. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> like, they're teaching you macroeconomics or some shit, like you're going to go fucking yeah. 
<laughs> trade between like countries. Policy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> policies and stuff. Like, no, fuck that. Like, uh, yeah, teach people about stocking or something. Like, get get people mm -hmm. interested in stuff. Like, how do they work? How does a loan work? What are the risks of a loan? Like, show people the benefits, but also the downsides of things you can do and handling responsible handling of your money. Credit. But we don't do any of that shit. We just teach people a lot of bullshit that they'll never learn unless it becomes their actual profession. Yeah, and I'm fine with the general studies because you want to give people the most options possible to when they find mm -hmm. their career, they can start studying that and they're not behind, you know? So, like, I'm cool with teaching math and science and all this stuff. So you have a background, you know what I mean? Like, if you ever find out you love math when you're in college and you didn't study geometry, you're so far behind, you know what I mean? But, like, when it comes to things like economics and other more specialized things, yeah, teach them life stuff, you know? Like, we really need to start teaching more of that. Fuck, I wish I would have known how serious credit was. I mean, I know I had people tell me, you know, but I'm a high schooler. And another thing, too, I think that um, teachers don't treat um, teenagers like adults enough. And, and not in this serious kind of way, like, you're an adult, you know? You shouldn't be laughing and, and goofing around. In class. I mean, more in like a <clears throat> like a one-on-one, -on -one, like, you're a human, I'm a human you're way smarter than what people treat you like. You know what I mean? I think I feel like a lot of people treat uh the the students like they're dumb, like really dumb, you know what I mean? And I wish they could give them more uh what's the word? Yeah, I can't think of the let, word. Let me, let, let me <laughs> just say that I think we found a perfect topic for one of the next podcasts. Yeah, right. Education. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And guys, if you don't mind, because I think we're almost nearing end time. Um, let's talk a little bit about the new group. Okay. Yeah. That uh, I really like that we have this as a nice entry. This podcast is something that Svaya have been talking about for quite a while, uh, especially when we were back when we were still a crew. We really wanted to do this, and we were like, "Hey, this is the perfect time to start off with this." Um, we're Go through this regularly. We're enjoying it. Like we already had like multiple conversations uh, before the actual recording of this podcast. Yeah. They were like, "Shit, we had to record this too because this would have been an episode on itself." And we actually had to refrain from saying stuff like, "Ah, oh, if we already tell to going to be less natural within the podcast, if we're actually going to do this." So it's so awesome to actually now be able to doing the podcast, and I've really enjoyed this first episode. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, I've. I frankly, I, I'm afraid to talk to you guys outside of the podcast because, like, we, we have we have a good flow usually when we're talking, and I don't want to miss anything, you know. So, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I just really want to say that we have. Um, I really think we're going to do some unique stuff with the foundation. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm I, very happy with the team we have. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I think we're going to do a lot of good stuff. I'm I'm already looking into certain avenues we could take to to really help with um the quality of hack forums and, and get a lot more activity going on the forums and stuff. And uh, we're definitely in in business mode now, guys. You know, like we're we're kicking ass. We're getting there. Yeah, and the the awesome thing is that it seems like it's not even intentional, but we're like really interested in the subjects that might need some extra attention. Like, I mean, RCRPP is active, uh, but not as active as it might, could be. And for example, you already said it today, but we're going to also do some stuff with music. Mm -hmm. That's also a part that's not that active anymore. And I, I remember from Hack Forums, the Wi-Fi gang with the reps and shit on it. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's dead now, but it used to be bumping. At one point in time, the music section was pretty cool. Um, yeah, the SRPP is honestly, in my opinion, mostly dead. I mean, I think that 
half of the reason it stays alive is because of religious nuts that troll it. Um, so I would really like to get into more quality content conversations about certain things. I mean, right now there's some really good topics to be discussed, but I, I remember half the time I go on the SRPP, usually it's like, uh, this, the same God debates over and over. And, and you know, like we, we, we need more than but that. But you see, so. you, you see that it's changing. That, that's a really interesting speak currently. Like the tone is slightly changing. It is. In, uh, of course, the people always collide, but that, that's not something related to Hackfrost or anything. It's, it's normal behavior of, of humans. Like people tend, especially on the internet, disagree way harder with each other than if you're talking face to face, yeah. for example. Uh, but it's so much better and like there's awesome conversations going on there and awesome content also putting being put out also by you by the way i really love things you're making there thank you i just really think we are uh focusing on the right parts like we're, we're doing something unique we're doing our own um and i'm really looking forward to anyone who's like thinking like hey i love doing things like even if you're a marketer like i mean that the marketplace is more probably the most booming section of the entire forum and then person that's interested in it, but it's like, hey, I'm really good at it. I can also add to it. We're just going to focus whatever the flow brings us. Um, this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my focus right now is on a lot of sections that are slower, but have a lot of potential that aren't, you know, showing their potential as much as they can be. The SRPP, I will give you, I'll grant you, is, is a lot better than um, what it has been in the past at some points. I like where the direction is going already with it, but we're going to be there to even make it you know, we're, we're going to add our own, our own stuff to it and, and really hopefully get it even better. And, uh, same with yeah, the music section, maybe vices even, uh, I think that section's a little bit deadish. I have a feeling that like uh, the amount of stoners we already have, like in the group is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's enough, there's enough people out there. Yeah, uh, there's good. Uh, there's gonna be good stuff. I mean, even kind of the lounge is a little slow uh, sometimes at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like there's a lot of places where we're gonna be, uh, was it dipping our toes into? Yeah. So we're just going ready. to dip our toes in everywhere where we can. Like, yep. oh, that sounds really, really <laughs> bad. Now I think about it. <laughs> I have this one quirk where I don't sometimes really. When I write, I don't have that issue, but when I talk, especially in like a free setting, I usually talk before I think about it. I keep on saying sometimes the most weird shit that people are looking at me like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, you spend a lot of time with your foot in your mouth. It's okay. I, I do the same. Uh, yeah, it's, it's better than your tongue, you know? Well, I'm not that actual. I might try. <laughs> can you get it? Uh, I don't think I can reach really, no. <laughs> no, but I'm not flexible enough for <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do that as our uh, one of our competitions. You know, <laughs> put your foot in your mouth. <laughs> put your, your picture. Win ten thousand bites if you can put your your mouth. <laughs> that, that sounds like we can just rename the group to Foot Fetish Inc. or something. <laughs> right. The big foot as our user bar. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually oh, turn the crew into that. Yeah, I already was looking for a way to repurpose the crew, so we might make it a foot fetish crew. Like, make it a really cute yeah. It's very esoteric, yeah. It's fucking... Seeing this one tongue lick one of the toes, you know, as the user mark. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, dude. Is there anything else we need to uh, discuss, or uh, any, anything else people have on, on their minds right now? 
Does anybody else want to drop any any advertisements here? You know, any links to anything you guys are doing? If you guys got a Twitter or something like that, and uh, you know, I don't know if, if that's the thing we should be doing. Otherwise, I'll I just think cut we this can out. only say like keep an eye on the lounge for the uh, hack games we're putting up every Friday. Uh, <laughs> so we did it last oh. Friday yesterday, and we we kind of forgot like the the timing stuff. So I'm I'm Dutch, and our time zone is a little bit different. And like, oh wait, probably like. 80% of the people on the forum are currently asleep, so um, <laughs> next next week will be better. So the upcoming Friday, we'll properly time it and have it so people can actually see it. <laughs> yes, guys, don't be allergic to bites, all right? We're going to be doing a lot of competitions and stuff and fun forum games on Fridays, so get ready for that for sure. Um, I think actually I'm going to be working on even getting a uh, little bit of uh, the strategy section of Hack Forms also. I'm gonna, I might start working on... I want to do some uh, beginner chess lessons and tutorials and stuff and uh, maybe get into some other strategy games that I used to love when I was younger. Oh, wait, goodies! You can do shit on a roller coaster tycoon too. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the roller coaster <laughs> meta. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been playing Overwatch for about a year now. Uh, my girlfriend got me so into it. She's she's very into it. She's got tattoos of some of the characters oh, and shit. their their logos and stuff, and she loves it. She's been playing it for a long time now, several years. Um, and uh, so I got it for PC. She plays on on a PS4, and just like a couple months after we started dating, they introduced crossplay, so now we can play with each other. Hey, um, and so that's been that's been fun. But that's pretty much the only game. I just got Warzone yesterday and i'm you know years late to the party under but, a rock yeah uh, yeah i know i know but i'm having fun with it i oh, can yeah. already like imagine like goodies and his girlfriend like in the bedroom and he's like in one of those cosplay overwatch <laughs> customs like hey <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> i used to i used to play some overwatch maybe we could get into a little bit of overwatch i touched plat a couple times oh, but I, I haven't played it in a long time now i, pro I probably suck Oh man, we should do a round of Aram again. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, uh, League but Two. Let's finish yeah. up, I think. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to stop the recording. So thank you guys for watching. If you're interested in more, please uh, comment below on anything that you liked, conversations you want to have, um, if you really just liked it. You know, and uh, we will Isn't be back next time. Listening? Isn't hmm? it technically listening too? Listening, like, watch. People who aren't watching, they're listening. Oh. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> It's it's very uh, yeah I'm being very uh, blind phobic at the moment I'm so sorry um, yeah for people who are listening watching anything like that um, yeah and we will catch you guys later peace.